So if you guys have any questions whatsoever about keto or intermittent fasting, whether you're starting keto as a new person or just need to debug your program, or you have a question about a product, call one of our keto consultants. They'll be able to help you. Call 540-299-1557. That's 540-299-1557. Welcome to the Dr. Berg Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Now your host, the man taking your health to a whole new level, Dr. Eric Berg. Hi guys, we're here with five questions from all of you and we're going to answer these questions. In fact, you're going to ask them, I'll, I'll give you the answers and correct me if, I'm, if I need to clarify them. I'll tell you when you're wrong. Okay, thank you. Okay, good. All right, so question number one is, is it a problem if I eat my biggest meal right before I go to bed? Okay, well that's a very good question. Uh, let me just see if I could find the answer in my book here. Uh -huh. Okay, so here's this whole concept about eating before bed. You know, people say oh, it's bad, you're gonna gain weight. It really has to do with when you're starting your intermittent fasting. For example, if you're, like a lot of people have a hard time not eating at night, so what I suggested was you start your first meal later in the day, like at three o'clock, and do your second meal at seven or eight. So that way you are eating close to bed and that's totally fine. It really is not going to help you or hurt you if you eat at night, um, if, if that's one of your meals and if you actually have your window about six to four hours. Now talk about the window. Yeah. What's with the window? The window is the time of eating. So let's say you're eating at 12 and six, that's a six hour window mm -hmm. of your meals. What do we, what? window do we want? Well, you actually get into the most fat burning between 18 and 24 hours. So that's like a six hour window okay. to like a zero hour window where you're basically, it's probably not 24 hours, it's like 23 and a half depending on if you spend an hour to eat or a half hour to eat. <laughs> but the, the ideal scene I tell people is to go for six and then start going to four hour window because that would give you some really good fat burning. But if you have a very slow metabolism mm -hmm. and you have a really bad blood sugar problem, um, you probably need to shoot for one meal a day eventually. But do it gradually because you're going to actually, if you do it one meal a day, you'll heal the body and you have a lot of chance to recycle um, the cells and, and clean out all the damaged parts and improve aging. It'll help your parts. It'll help the parts of your cells <laughs> that need to be replacing. Now. If somebody's gonna eat one time a day, mm -hmm. Dr. Berg, or twice a day, how, how much food are they gonna eat? Can they just like chow down? Can they eat huge meals or what? That's a really good question. Let me get my book to answer that one. Let me see if that was on page 23, okay. Um, here's the thing, the difference between a low calorie diet, Karen, and intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. It has to do with the nutrients. Are you getting most of your nutrients in that one meal or are you going low calorie and depriving yourself of nutrients? Because the definition of the word food comes from the derivation nourish, which means nutrients. So that we eat to supply nutrients. Most people eat for a sensation, which mm. is good or bad, depending on you know what kind of food you're eating. So as long as you're compensating by adding more of the nutrient-dense foods that one time a day, and maybe you might enhance it with supplements or like electrolytes and the B vitamins, you're gonna be fine, but yeah, you're gonna have to eat more. But not to the point where you're like stuffing yourself like crazy, just like a really good meal. Right, well you, you sort of uh, opened a window, we're using the window a lot. 
Okay. Okay, but you sort of, you said if you eat for pleasure, you have to eat more nutrient-dense food, but that's fine as long as you're eating in the window. So it, it sounded to me like you're saying it's okay if you're eating other things mm. for pleasure. So let's clear Let me clarify up. that. What right. I meant is that there, there are, like for example, I get pleasure from eating a salad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll get pleasure from eating... Uh, Liverwurst. Eggs. I, I enjoy them. I love avocado, like my the pizza recipe, right, with the cauliflower. Mm -hmm. I dig that. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. You can get pleasure from eating low-carb foods. I mean, that, that pie that you made, that pecan pie, mm -hmm. that was pleasurable. The ice cream is pleasurable without sugar. Right. Versus a, something low, low, um, like like low nutrient, yeah. It's like it's not you're not going to get any um, long-lasting pleasure from that. Right. So it's a shift from that old phrase, you know, uh, eating, living to, to eat, or eating to live. Right. You eat to live. I do. But you enjoy your eating. Right. So, but the first purpose should be how am I going to survive better on that food? Uh, we've gotten way off track. People are just going insane with the stuff that they're putting in their bodies. They're not even thinking about, is that going to improve my mm -hmm. blood sugars? And you see this at uh, holiday events or social events where they pig out. They know they're going to be hurting an hour later. Yeah. They know the next morning they're going to feel like crap, but they do it anyway. It's a holiday. It, I know. I deserve it. True. Um, what are some other ones? My body deserves it. Right. I've I worked been good hard. all week. I've worked hard. Um, then good, you give your, give everybody your, else is doing it. Give your body a radish. <laughs> My father used to say, if everyone was jumping off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? Did your dad ever say that? No, he never said that one. He never said that? No. Oh. no it's the same concept. One. It's a good one. It is. It's the same concept. So, but anyway, the, our recipes sort of kill that concept because you, there's so much food that's nutrient dense and not going to kill you. You don't really need to down it. You don't need a donut. Okay, what's number two? Okay, second question. Um, this idea of drinking a, a protein drink after you work out to help you lose weight. Or yeah, so, about that. so you have pre uh, and post meals or snacks with a workout, right? And people have this idea that, oh, I need that, so I'm going to burn more fat or I'm going to recover better. I need this protein powder or whatever. Um, actually... It's kind of funny when you think about it, but do you think that protein powder is going to go into the body that fast and replace any muscle loss? No, it's going to take a long period of time. Um, what, what is happening is you're just basically putting food into the stomach, which is not going to be digested for hours later. You know, it's, it's going to take a while. Um, and then What do you mean? Well, it, it takes a while for it to digest. So it's, it's not necessarily going to fix anything when you're working out. Does that make sense? So here you are, you're working out. People right. are thinking, I'm depleting my nutrients. I better put it back in there to enhance their performance, whatever. Mm. Well, that food is not going to digest for the next several hours. Mm -hmm. So it's like. But I think the question is really about a protein powder drink, like these protein drinks before or after. Is, right. is there any difference drinking it after a workout mm -hmm. versus just drinking it any time during the day? What's happening is, again, every time you put something in your stomach, there's a change that happens in the stomach where you actually spike insulin. So now, we just worked mm. out we spiked insulin. Mm. Insulin blocks fat burning. 
If you have insulin resistance, it'll actually uh, won't allow you to even absorb those amino acids as well. So even a sugar-free protein drink? It's not a good idea, mm -hmm. especially if you want to see results. What you should do is do intermittent fasting and work out, um, ideally in your fasting window, if you can do it. If you can't, then eat close to your meal. But what will happen? Eat close to your meal. Sorry, work out close to your meal. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, eat you need very to eat close very close to your meal. To your meal time. Yeah, and then exercise. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm glad you're here. That's why we have Karen to correct some of these mistakes. <laughs> See, I think you need to help I'm me do the video, the other piece. videos as well. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that didn't come out right. Um, so the thing it is, like, when you work out, you're creating a, a kind of a, a vacuum. You're pulling fat from your fat cells. Okay, you're pulling energy from the fat cells. Okay, you're that's what we want to do. Yes. Yes. So why would you want to spike insulin? It's going to stop the whole process. Let your body pull the fat. Wait until your first meal, and then. Wait to your second meal or whatever. And now you got some really good benefits of that workout. So now, on the flip side, people say, well, I need to consume an energy drink because I get fatigued if I work out. Well, you're just placing the stored sugar that you lost. And that if you're doing that, you're just like depleting your sugar reserves and you're putting them back. I, I got lost. Okay. Your body actually, when you work out, runs on stored sugar. It's called glycogen. Okay. Okay. That's not the ideal scene. We don't want it to do that. We want it to burn fat. Right. Okay? So what we want to do is mobilize as much fat as possible. Right. When you eat sugar, it, it shuts down the process. When you work out, your body is mobilizing fat. It's using fat as energy. It has to deplete some of the stored sugar, but then it goes after fat. Okay. So, so that's one aspect. And also, um, when you work out, you trigger hormones like growth hormone. Growth hormone is like something that's very beneficial to not just burn fat, but it actually helps you um, preserve muscle protein. So in other words, it protects you from the loss of muscle. So you, by doing intermittent fasting, people are concerned, oh my God, I'm not eating, so I'm gonna waste away, all my muscles are gonna go away. No, mm. no, 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 no. The intermittent fasting protects the muscles. Hmm. So you won't. That's so, fascinating. Yeah, and one last point. And one last um, point. Your, your body, even if you're doing one meal a day, your body will go into a state where it won't need as much protein. Why? Because there's something that uh, kicks in called autophagy. Autophagy is the recycling of the, of the protein or the cell structure, which is all proteins. It's recycling that more efficiently. So now we get into a, a situation that is, we don't need as much dietary protein because your body's recycling it. So recycling this, it. this would be a good uh, solution for vegetarians or vegans who are like not getting enough a lot protein. of pro enough protein. Yeah. So they should do keto and intermittent fasting. Then they're not going to have to worry as much about their, their protein needs. I'm thinking. That's your thinking, Karen. Um, because some people are concerned I'm doing three meals a day, then I'm going to one. Do I have to keep the exact same calories? Not the exact same calories because your system is more efficient, mm. okay? Because you can imagine that's like, you can't even fit that in your stomach. Plus you want to be using your own fuel. Your, your snack that you're eating between meals is, is your, your own fat. Is your hips. So in fact, I'm gonna create a video, how to <laughs> use your, your own belly. fat. The best belly snack, snack. The best snack is your own fat. <laughs> I like that. I think it's good. That has a ring. I, it's mobile. It's mobilized. You don't have to heat it. You carry it cool around it. with you. 
You don't have to it's always with you. measure serving size. I like it. Let's let's uh, I, I, how can we market coin that? that? Let's coin that. We can coin it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Coined it. We coined it. Ready for the next question? I'm ready. I've been born ready for that next born question. Born ready. Okay. Um, how do I know if I need to support my adrenals? Hmm. You didn't tell me about that question. It's, it was a throw-in. It was a surprise. Me on that one. How do I know <laughs> if I need to support my adrenals? It's actually just exactly what I just <laughs> said. Okay. So um, it's real simple. Okay. All right. Do you have any adrenal symptoms? Okay. Number one, are you stressed out? How is your tolerance to stress? Can you tolerate crazy people? Can you tolerate incompetent people? Can you tolerate slow drivers? Wow. How is your tolerance to stress? That's the big one. Okay. Number two, how is your sleep? Do you sleep comfortably? Do you sleep long enough? How is the quality of sleep? So boom, boom. And then also belly fat. That's another symptom of adrenal. Mm -hmm. And then it goes down the list. Um, let's just, I'll give you like um, inflammation, allergies, autoimmune, um, blood sugar issues can be caused by adrenal. Mm. Excessive thinking all the time, 24-7, can't turn it off. Dementia, mm. high blood pressure, uh, low vitamin D levels. Should I go on? No. Is that enough? Okay. I think that's a good start. I have one more. Okay. Um, you get up too fast and you get dizzy. You go up inclines and your legs feel heavy. Mm. Those are real big adrenal symptoms. Oh, I got one more. Ankle swelling. That's another one. Cankles. Right. That's right. All right. So there you go. Support your adrenal today. Uh, I'm gonna make a t-shirt. We'll we'll have a new t-shirt line and one will be um, the fat. The best snack is your fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then what was that? Support your adrenals. S yeah. Support the cause. Yeah. Okay, good. I have another question. Go for it. Okay. Muscle cramps and twitching. What can handle that? All right. So um, muscle cramps usually is an electrolyte deficiency. And, and I'm what talking is about, that? Those are minerals like potassium, calcium, uh, magnesium, and even sodium. Okay. okay. The, the most common one, believe it or not, is calcium deficiency. So let's say, for example, Karen, yeah. you're in bed and you point your toes down and you get that cramp, oh, I've had that. right? What that means is you need calcium. Okay. Now, the best source of calcium would be high-quality grass-fed cheese, okay? The second best would be calcium lactate, and then you can do citrate. I don't recommend carbonate, okay? But, so calcium is one thing. Potassium is another common reason why people get muscle cramps. Magnesium. But if we look at the diet, um, the most commonly deficient nutrient would be potassium, second magnesium. Mm. Um, in our electrolyte powder, we, we have all those minerals in the right ratios, but the only one that's very low is sodium because most people get enough of that. Mm. But I also put the electrolytes so in there. So is that too. sodium salt? Yeah, sodium that makes sodium chloride. We, we put both sodium and chloride together uh, in sea salt to be able to give you some of it, but you know, it's not much. And then there's the trace minerals in there as well. So that kind of covers all bases. Mm. Now, as far as the twitching, especially on the left eyelid right here, to, to, to right here mm -hmm. that, is, that means that your pH is too alkaline in your body. Um, and now you're... So now, now we talked about I know, this. people are going to go, wait a second, I thought your body was supposed to be alkaline. Well, 
only certain parts of it, like the blood, which should be alkaline. So if the blood it should be a certain alkaline level, and it's a little too alkaline, it's like more alkaline, then you'll start having this twitch. So what do I do if my blood is too alkaline? You, I don't know my blood is alkaline. All I know is that got a my, twitch. my eyelid is... Well, what's happening twitching. is calcium building up on that nerve. And if you look uh, outside on your spigot where the water hose comes out, yeah. you ever see that little, those white specks that um, accumulate? Yeah. That's calcium. That's coming out of the water okay. because the pH is alkaline. So when we acidify the water, it gets all dissolved. So apple cider vinegar, a tablespoon in water with a straw, take some of that, bam, the twitching goes away. That's why with meals, apple cider vinegar with water is a really good thing to consume okay. uh, on keto and just in general. Uh, all meals or once a day? Or? I would do it in all meals, all six. I don't like know, apple cider vinegar. It's very hard for me to get you it down. You can get it in a tablet form. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't that, is that in the digest? Or it's, in the digest, it's in the digest. It's in the digest uh, formula. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Question five. This was my favorite question today. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Fried foods. Okay. So what's the question? <laughs> like, what about fried foods? <laughs> I love those questions. There's like air. So fried foods. Um, good. Bad. It really depends on what you're frying it in, like especially what it's coated with too, like if you're doing fried onion rings or shrimp, oh, um, they have all this breading. Mm. If you could do almond flour breading or even the pork rind uh, breading, I, we have recipes for that, by the way. Mm. It's actually in this book. Mm. So Plug. you can actually then deep fry it in coconut oil. You can also do olive oil, but I don't recommend any of the other vegetables like, you know, Crisco or... What about or, avocado oil? I mean, you could do that. That's totally fine. I don't know if that one will actually handle the high heat. It does. I just read it last night. Then high go heat. for it. Then go avocado for it. Avocado oil. So there's not a problem with the fried foods as long as you're doing a healthy oil and you're not doing the carb with that thing you're frying it with. Right. So you have to find... it. The big thing is like the... What you're breading it with. That's the big thing. What about... We just got to try... Or I saw a package and I bought it. Didn't try it yet. This, I think it's a chickpea-based um, breadcrumbs. I like that a lot better than wheat. I think I would like to try that. Chickpeas, um, they make hummus with, is usually, it's a bit of a carbohydrate, but it's, it's hardly any type of sugar, and there's a lot of fiber in there as well. So, like for example, I want to just clarify this. Um, people like, oh my gosh, carrots. Well, carrots are about... They're not high glycemic, they're like medium glycemic on the index scale, but they have so much fiber, they will not affect blood sugars too mm. much. So you really have to think with the whole picture here. But you Hummus, need a whole carrot. Yeah, medium not carrot. carrot juice. A whole carrot with the fiber is not going to be an issue. Okay. Hummus is not an issue because it has the fiber and it has very low sugar levels. Okay? And okay. that's really the key. As compared to apples which have 19 grams of sugar mm. per apple it's like eating a all candy the bar. fiber true but the, there's so much sugar in there it okay. kind of offsets that okay. i'm sorry Karen. i like apples i'm sorry i haven't i know it's sad it's very sad it's a sad thing yep okay what if you're not trying to lose weight well again keto and intermittent fasting is not just for weight loss it's for health it's to improve your health. It's for anti-aging. Mm. Um, it keeps 
um, all sorts of issues at bay. Okay. I mean, yeah, right. that's all I'm going to say. Okay, that's all I was going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, until the, another two seconds. Until you ask the next question. Okay, good. Um, okay, so here's a situation that I have run into. Okay. Okay, now I am not naturally thin. I'm not naturally athletic. I have to work at everything. And I can progress and then like plateau. Okay. And it's frustrating because I can be really, really good and then nothing, nothing changes in terms of my weight loss. Okay, so let's just kind of give you a, um, a mini answer to that because that's really this whole book. This book is about every single possible way that it wouldn't work with a solution. Um, but there's a little checklist that I kind of go through. Okay. Um, if so it's not working. Number one, I want to look at, I always ask people, like when people say, oh yeah, uh, I did it and then all of a sudden it's not working. Well, well, okay, what did you do? So I list what they did and I find, wow, you're not even doing what you're supposed to be doing. So that's number one. Okay. Are they doing it correctly? Okay. Number two, are they doing intermittent fasting? Are they, if they have a slow metabolism, they should be really squeezing in that window of eating, okay, and not cheating. Just keep it in there consistently. The other thing is that sometimes they, that because the fat's not going away, they think it's all fat, but it could be atrophied muscle. So the muscle is so wasting, it's not fat, it's just destroyed muscle that you're gonna have to wow. rebuild, right, over time. It's gonna take a long time, especially if it's been there for a long time. <laughs> An acorn to an oak tree takes time. Right. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. Okay. He's got a list of those. Right. The next thing I look at, what are the other factors, um, what health problems? Like, do you have a sleep problem? Do you have a thyroid issue? Do you have an ovary issue, a cycle issue? Is there inflammation in the what body? Miss other missing organs. Missing organs. Do you, do you have a gallbladder? If you don't, you need some, some help with that. And then also, there's some other things that can speed things up. Like, if you have insulin resistance, like most people have, which I'm, gonna, I'm not going to kind of go into that because I've talked so much about it, but uh, potassium, B vitamins, hands down, those are the two that most people need um, okay. to make it just kick in a lot better. Okay, so outside of vinegar will improve that. Mm. Um, the quality of food, let's say you're doing your fats are, are soy oil, well pff, that alone could keep the problem there. It's the hidden things that I'm looking at. And usually when you cover all those things and you clear those up, then I go to more exercise. Like, are you doing exercise? No, I'm not. Okay, well, plug that in there, and let's take it to the next level. And at that point, the person is going to lose weight, or it's going to be slow, and they're going to gradually get better over time. So there's always a way you can improve things. What I did is I just put every single possible barrier that you can run into, and things you don't even think of, because I've done this for uh, a few years, Long like time. 29 years. So I ran into every single problem, you can possibly imagine that, you know, may not be a problem, but it may. Okay, so you touched on something else. Um, I never, up until recently, ever had a belly. I had hips, but never belly, hit a certain age. Little belly going on, little bit of belly. Got a little bit of belly going on, but, um, but also you say, okay, that could be adrenal, or that is adrenal, mm -hmm. I'm exercising, 
how much exercise is too much exercise, when you have adrenal, when do I exercise, how do I know if the exercise is too much, not enough. It's very confusing. There's things that are really, really important and things that are not very important. Okay. Okay. Or maybe they're less important. Okay. Um, the most important thing is driving insulin down, okay, keeping insulin down. Um, so that would be the eating. E eating, correct eating will give you 85% of the results. Okay. Exercise will give you 15%. Oh. So people that work out and think, well, I can eat what I want because I'm actually burning up the calories, good luck on that one. Wow. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is that um, the adrenal hormones, especially cortisol, tend to turn your own muscle into sugar, raising insulin. Turns your muscle into sugar. Yeah, because it's in a state of uh, flight or fight or stress. So it's just gonna mobilize that muscle and convert that into sugar, and that's gonna wow. end up with a high insulin. So now we're dealing with, we're trying to lower insulin. So, so in reality, the problem with the adrenal is it turns you into insulin, uh, an insulin problem, and you become a diabetic eventually. So. It boils down to that insulin. So we have all these things that can do it, eating sugar, eating too frequently, and stress. So in that case, you know, you have to support the adrenal, take nutrition for that belly fat. Okay, so say I have a very stressful life, but I'm not eating any sugar. Right. But I have a really stressful life, I'm not really sleeping. Working, 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 work. We hear, we hear this all the time, right, in the practice. We, we live in the DC area, and people will come in, all kinds of jobs. I sleep two hours a night. I sleep three hours a night. I have an incredibly stressful job. Say I had that lifestyle and I ate no sugar. Are you telling me that cortisol that comes from the stress is going to turn my protein, my body protein, into sugar? Yes. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. I just want to make sure I understood that. Yeah. I never really understood that before. You've witnessed an understanding. Well, that's fascinating. It is. So, I mean, that could be frustrating of people saying, I'm doing everything right in the diet and I'm just not losing any weight. You take, take um, any person that has gained weight uh, in their life and find out what age, what point of time they start gaining weight, and then just ask them what happened just before you started gaining weight. And you're going to find a lot of people are going to mention a stressful situation. So that's going to be spiking the cortisol, bam. I mean, uh, oh, I got, I got pregnant. Wow. That's stressful. I had a divorce. I had a loss of a loved one. Right. Bam. So it happens. It happens. It happens a lot, actually. Yes. So, so all that can be supported by what the adrenal uh, taking care of your adrenals, making sure that you're doing things to de-stressify. Right. You, walks, have to, you, you have to remove the thing that's stressing you out. Okay, so if it's the neighbors. What if it's your job? You have to move. What if it's your job? Get a new job. <laughs> um, or, or no, and, I'm sorry, and, and. And actually support and build back up the adrenal. By ac there's acupressure techniques I recommend. Mm -hmm. They do really work. I use the techniques. And then nutrition and supplements and things like that. Mm -hmm. While you remove the actual source of that stress, if it's still there. Right, and, and I think even if it's your job, like some people just can't end their job. Are you they saying have some a, people hate the, some people hate their jobs. No, but they can't maybe they it? love their job, but it's still incredibly stressful. Maybe it's it's yeah. a a good job and it's financially a good job, 
but it's incredibly stressful. There are still things they need to do, they absolutely need to do to to balance the stress. Like so, I said, like the walking yeah. or the yeah. relaxation time or whatever. You're just going to have to improve it somehow. You're going to have to improve it. You just can't get in a situation where you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Mm -hmm. That's not a good place to be in. So you've got to do something to improve it at least. Sometimes make it that's, less of a problem. That's staying away from negative people. That's the big one. Or critical critical people. Overly critical people. Overly so critical if you have people. a YouTube um, channel, you may have <laughs> Let's some haters. Have an example. You have Say some you haters. have a YouTube channel. Yeah, you have haters down there that yeah. basically will make chopped liver out of you. Thank goodness we can delete those guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can delete those guys it, too. Regardless you, of, you really have to. Regardless of who you are, you're going to get haters. I mean, it just happens. Mm -hmm. uh, it's I, just a nutritional deficiency, probably, and a, and a insulin resistance. I mean, here I am. I'm creating this video <laughs> on how to help a child, you know, lose weight. Right. And it's just like great advice, and I get a thumbs down from someone. Right. I'm like, really? Why? So, yeah, you have to remove the stress from your life. So, changing the food, adding walks, removing the negative people from your environment. Strangulation therapies, yes. No, delete that. But sometimes you feel like that. Yeah. Right, but it's just you, you have to get that stuff out of your life as best you can. Control-Alt-Delete. Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah, Control-Alt-Delete right here. Okay. That's the therapy. That's good. Okay, so you have one last question, even though we're doing five. Actually, we're no, at seven. No, we're at seven. That was a just-in-case, <laughs> and I think that that's a wrap. Okay, great. Thanks, so, though, for coming out. Yes, thanks for watching. Stay tuned for next we'll, time. We'll get to as many questions as we can. That's right. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Hey, guys, I just want to let you know I have my new keto course. Just came out. It's a mini course. It covers all the basics and how to do it correctly. You can get through this in probably 20 minutes at the very most. So if you're interested, click the link below and get signed up now.